0: Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the second consecutive winning podcast, baby. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, returning victorious from MetLife Stadium for the first time this year as the Giants finally won a home game for their home crowd who pays way too much for PSLs and tickets, my man, Chris Bizignano. What's up, buddy?
1: Jerry F. How you doing, my man? Oh, Good dude. Monday, right? Oh, nice, a nice, God, glorious awesome. Monday.
0: Unbelievable. And uh, to make matters better, I will say it, the team in Philadelphia suffered yeah. the worst loss uh, oh, for a Super Bowl champion the following year by losing by 41 to the New Orleans Saints. So you know what? Yesterday, Giants were number one. The Eagles' loss was 1A. What an incredible Sunday. The first one we've had in, I don't know, man, two years maybe
1: yeah yeah it really was. I mean, the Eagles got humiliated, and even their stupid safety was pointing his middle finger at Peyton at the end and yeah uh, it's all coming apart down there in, in filthy Delphia. there it's it really is I mean, they are looking really bad. they're decimated in the back end, and I love it. I love it, you know, the more turmoil, the better Eagle fans already think Pearson stinks no, well they they be were calling
0: into watch y- w i w i p today and they were talking about how. Carson Wentz is not what they thought they were what he was I mean I'm just like yeah. you people are out of your minds man yeah. and uh you know it, it's I always say I turn on WIP sometimes because the, the show in the morning on uh, the other station in New York uh they don't they don't really cover the Giants or and when the Giants win it's like mm. a morgue there right it's it's a or a funeral home where they don't want to talk about the Giants they only want to talk about the Jets Mets Yankees so when the Giants win, that show in the morning is uh, kind of depressing. So I'll flip over to WIP, and I mean, I was like a, I was entertained by uh, those lunatic fans, man.
1: You know, it's funny, that other station you're talking about, Jerry. So when the Giants win a game, you know what they do? What's they up? look for something. They look for something, some kind of antics from a player or something that happened during the game. Yeah. So the Giants come up with a win yesterday, you know, the two in a row, and the whole deal, everybody's feeling good. And, and a certain ex-quarterback is talking about Landon Collins punching a net on the sideline.
0: Yeah, what what, what happened there, Because You were there. Um, it looked like he went into concussion protocol. Then he got – I don't
1: know if he yes. was mad that he was in there. What, what happened there? Yes. What happened was Landon told me directly he got hit by Fitzpatrick. Oh, he yeah, dove where, where the, he
0: tackled him low. Yeah, right, right.
1: He tackled him low. He gets hit in the head by Fitzpatrick on the touchdown dive there by Fitz. Collins in disgust was shaking his head. People, either the spotter or the sideline, said that he was shaking his head because he got you know his bell rung.
0: Oh
1: okay. Collins, Collins comes to the sideline, they throw him into that tent. Okay. All right? Yeah. Um, so he comes out of the tent, he's trying to explain to them that. He was just shaking his head because he was pissed off. Of course, they don't want to hear that because the NFL players always say, I'm fine, right? Right. right. So he comes off, they come out of the tent, and they tell him, now you got to go to the locker room to get checked further for further tests. He was so pissed off that he had to come out of the game oh, okay. knowing that he was fine, that he just got pissed, and he punched a tent and discussed why he told me, because I didn't want to miss any snaps.
0: So what you're telling me is <clears throat> the kid who was playing with passion and actually wanted to be on the field for the Giants, right?
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. So. Because because when Tom Brady does it, or when Carson Wentz did it yesterday, it was, oh, he's a winner. He wants to win. But when Landon right. Collins does it, he's a head case.
1: Right. So, this is the type of guy I want, Jerry. I don't know about you, but uh, I love Landon Foot He's a passionate player. He doesn't want to miss a snap from his team. He was pissed off he had to go in the locker room to get checked further because he knew he was fine. And, what is he, I mean. I mean, and then you got an ex quarterback right. on the morning show who plays, who's acting like he never played this game. Right, right. Like, there's no, like he doesn't know what the passion, the intensity that's going on, the emotion that's going on on the sidelines of an NFL football game. Yeah. Okay. I mean, is he kidding me, this guy Boomer? Is he kidding me? Because a guy punches the net and all of a sudden, like, he's a problem. Oh, I can't believe it. But Tom Brady's smashing helmets every week. Who's giving a middle finger to a coach? Who's slamming his helmet down in and disgusting wince? Okay. Back, listen, Boomer, maybe, you know, when you talk to your sidekick there, that other guy, whatever his name is, that young kid, 29-year-old, who only started watching football about four years ago or something. Maybe when you talk to him about that, he believes your, your nonsense. But, dude, guess what? I remember back in the 70s, Jerry, guys were fist-fighting on the sidelines. Guys yeah. were smashing benches, yeah. Gatorade buckets. Uh, oh, back then it was called water buckets. Water buckets. Okay, and the Oakland Raiders, they did everything short of carry handguns on the sideline. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, man. It's just, I guess because Landon Collins is a giant, uh, you know, uh, we have to nitpick at Landon punching in that. You know what, bud? This is the type of guys I want on my team. I want guys like that.
0: And you know, Chris – a lot of people, and I think we've talked about this before, they speculate as to what's going on in that locker room. And for everyone listening, Chris is in the locker room, right? You got a press pass. You're there all the time. You spend more time with the Giants than you do with your wife and kids. And, uh, and everybody thanks you for that, buddy. But like, you're in there. You like, like you always said about, oh, there's turmoil with Odell. And, and you always say, yeah, the Giants don't like Odell. The teammates love him, right? So right. when they say things like, oh, this player's acting up, that player, I'm sure there's a locker room issue. You you must laugh at some of this because it's complete BS. It's complete crap, and they're speculating about it.
1: Absolutely, that's why I got. That's why I sent that Bart Scott tweet out a couple of weeks ago that went viral. You know the guys like Popper and Banks. They all responding to it. Is because don't say something. You know that that you have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, but and talk about a guy showing passion or silence because he punched the net. Yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, It's just, you know, I love how these guys are on the radio now. They've been in the media for a long time, and they act like they didn't play. Like they have no idea about the intensity that's going on in these NFL games. Yep. I mean, now we're going to get a landing because the guy doesn't want to miss a snap and he's pissed off? But you're going to let other guys get away with a boomer? You're going to let Tom Brady smash his helmet? How about when Tom Brady wanted to fist fight Bill O'Brien on the sidelines years ago? Huh? How about when he was going at it with Josh McDaniels, which he does like twice a year. That's okay, Boomer. But Landon Collins, not okay. It's hypocrisy, Jerry, and I'm sick of it. Yeah, you're right. And we
0: we saw it yesterday. We saw it with Carson Wentz. But hey, listen, let's put that aside. Let's talk Mm -hmm. about the awesome win, my friend. Um, And look, there's a lot of flaws to this game. We'll get to the bad stuff. But let's talk about the good. Mm -hmm. And I, I think first, I don't even know where to begin with the good, but I guess we'll start with, a uh, certain running back that we took in the first round who has turned into everything giant fans have wanted and more mm-hmm. and you know again the the uh, the radio talking heads always told me or said to the the public oh he can't he can't run between the tackles he bounces everything to the outside well you know what yeah. yesterday he ran between the tackles 27 times for 100 and I think what 142 yards scored yeah. three touchdowns one receiving so two receptions for 10 ridiculous talent ridiculous kid blamed himself on the bad eli on the one bad eli throw i mean chris not to constantly sing this kid's praises but i mean how do you he is more than we could have imagined i think and from a from a playing standpoint to a professional standpoint everything about this kid is absolutely perfect right now
1: yeah absolutely i mean how could you not love him you know it's it's true. When he came out of Penn State, oh, he could just bounce it outside. I mean, it's such nonsense. He's been running between the tackles all year. And yesterday, he made a concentrated effort to not give away carries, which I mean, which meaning that he took the four or five yards if instead of trying to kick it outside. Yeah. Shermer and Mike Schuller have been working with him, going over film about certain plays he kicks out when it might you might have a three, four-yard gain right. in a hole. You know, in a little hole, at least, anyway. Inside, between the tackles is what I mean, basically. Yeah. So you saw that yesterday. He was concentrating on hitting it between the tackles. And how about that run down at the two-yard line where he just put his head down, steamrolled into the end zone?
0: Yeah, I mean, he ran, he runs what? hard. And I, I this was something I didn't... Everyone was, spe- was skeptical about that. They said, well, the one thing he doesn't do is he doesn't run very hard between the tackles. And man... Uh, maybe he learned it quickly. Maybe he's always done it. Or, you know, maybe it was when he was in college, he was just faster than everybody. So he just figured, I'll bounce yeah. it to the outside and score. Yeah. But
1: Yeah, because in college, he was getting away with it, Jerry. And he's adjusted in this league where he knows he can't get away with it all the time. And he has to take stuff between the tackles. And I love, you know, the experts, you know, oh, he can't run between the tackles. He's not strong enough. He's not built like that. Uh, uh People, have you ever stood next to Saquon at Barkley? He's built yeah. like a truck. Yeah. Okay. I think you called him I think you called him a fire hydrant. Yeah, he's built like a fire hydrant. Right. I mean, to say he can't go between the tackles, he's not strong enough for this tonight. Are you kidding me? I mean, just oh my god. And these people are getting paid for these opinions. It's scary. It really is. But he showed yesterday how he could run between the tackles, how he could leap defenders, how he could go outside if he has to, how he could run routes. The kid's a phenomenal talent, but he's gonna have over a thousand yards behind a very mediocre offensive line. I mean, so, he, has, he has an outside shot at a
0: thousand rushing and a thousand receiving, so
1: well, he's got seven something now, right? Rushing.
0: Yeah, yeah, I yeah.
1: Think he, yeah. So with I think six he, games left. He should do it.
0: Yeah, and then he's got five the, the high fives uh, receiving, I believe. Right. I have to look and it. And you up. know
1: what? You can see Jerry that uh, Coach Shermer, has he he's made it a little more of an effort to make sure his kid gets the ball twenty rushes a game. Of course, not every, every game is different. You know, you, you know, that doesn't mean he's going to get twenty Sunday against goes I'm just saying you can see Sherma's feeding him the rock. Yeah, and you know, I'll, so, I'll say this.
0: I'll, I'll say this for it there were times during the season already where we said, look, he's got to get the ball more. I mean, yeah, you, you can't give him the ball 13 times, but yesterday was an easy one because from the get go, the running game worked. And why did it work? Um, well, they picked up somebody from the Rams a couple of weeks ago, who mm-hmm. looks like the best right guard they've had in three, four or five years. I don't know. Uh, Jamon since Chris yeah. Right. Since Chris <laughs> Sneak, right. And, 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 yeah. and that kind of leads into the game that Eli had, and we can go over the offensive mm-hmm. line as well, but man, I mean, it, this is what we envisioned, right? This is what Gettleman and Shermer probably envisioned when they said Eli still has game left. Seventeen yeah. of eighteen for two thirty-three, um, two touchdowns, no picks, and again, the one bad pass was to Barkley. I, I mean, Eli could have lied and said it was a back back shoulder throw, and I think I would have believed him. But he admitted he underthrew the ball. But I mm-hmm. mean, he was on he was on all day. He got sacked four times, but I mean, he was just so on target. He was able to step up in the pocket. And mm-hmm. uh, th- this is what we thought we'd have, right? This is, this is the Eli that we thought we would see this year, but the reason we didn't see it before was because the offensive line was so bad. Now, yeah. please explain to everyone, because it, it's brilliant, you know, the difference that Brown makes and how just really adding a, the, the right guard that we did is kind of yeah. leading to all this success for Eli.
1: Yeah, see, Jamon Brown is making Spencer Pulley, Will Hernandez. Chad Wheeler, much better. Why, you say? How could that be? Okay. He's even making Nate Solder better. Why? Because Nate Solder loves to push a rushing edge guy outside the quarterback's shoulder. He pushes him out. That's his style. So when Eli sees that, now he could step up. As you saw yesterday, he did it numerous times. He's sliding up, sliding to his right a little bit. Why could he do that? Because there's not a push in his face. So when you had
0: Patrick Omame there or John Greco, everyone's getting – so as Soldier's pushing the defensive end back, Manning can't yeah. step up because the, the tackles are right in his face because of how right. bad the blocking was in the interior. Okay. So it's not like, like Soldier got better overnight. It's Jamon Brown makes that much of a difference. The guards are playing better. Will Hernandez is playing better because he's got more experience. Eli can step up now, and that's what I think we
1: saw yesterday. Right. We talked about it, Jerry, I think last week or two weeks ago, how Tom Brady saved Nate Sold of a lot of sacks right? because he shifts with his feet. He steps up. He steps to the right. You saw that with Eli yesterday. Eli was doing it yesterday. Yeah, He's able to do it now because there's not a guy in his face steamrolling the center or the right guard. Okay? So it's a huge difference. See the little things in this game? It's a huge difference. So Eli could, now he's more comfortable in the pocket. I know he got sacked four times yesterday, but Jerry, that had to be the quietest four sacks of the year, It right? really
0: was. I was shocked when I saw that stat. I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was one. I forgot that <laughs> JPP got there twice.
1: Yeah, JPP got there um, twice. You know, um, the one, the one, the,
0: the one he, he tripped, man. He. The
1: one he tripped. The one time he beat Saul clean in an inside move. Yes. it was a good sack, but a nice sack by JPP. And another one was like a little bit of a coverage sack, but but it was close. Well, actually, Jamon got Brown got run over by McCoy a little bit, but it was a very quiet four sacks. Where where you say to yourself, everybody said to themselves, "Wow, we gave up four sacks because in the previous games they gave right. up three, four sacks." And and he was under siege about 15 more times. Right. That wasn't the case yesterday. Eli was is you could tell Eli's way more comfortable in the pocket the last few weeks, and you see it in his play. You know, there's no question about it
0: what was amazing, I thought was that he hit nine different receivers and I guess yeah. first we'll start with Odell. um yeah, mm-hmm. he's, he's pretty good, right?
1: um he's not bad. <laughs> I, I think we got to keep it here with this 13. you know I mean I, I understand he's a disruptive a disruptive talent. he ruins locker rooms. he's getting as a matter of fact, Jerry, I'm up a me I'm up in a press box yesterday. I didn't think he was on the team. I thought he was on a browns <laughs> I, I, I I thought he got traded. Yeah, I was that was sure
0: another I, suggestion made on that stupid show.
1: Yes. Yeah, no, well, according to sources, right. according to sources on a radio morning host, uh, you know, Browns were all in. They were now, about to get him. Now, the, hypocr- you know? the hypocrisy
0: there, what's amazing to me, Chris, is Manish Mehta, when he covered, I don't know if he still covers oh, the Jets or not. God. He always yeah. said an unnamed source, and it drove Boomer crazy. It drives yeah. those guys crazy. Yeah. And then he sits there, Boomer says an unnamed source. Like, come on, man. Like, are you, yeah. you're, you're, you're you're doing the same thing you hate. And I just i have a lot of issues with stuff like that.
1: Yeah, well, let, let me tell you my source, who I'm not going to name, okay? Mara was pissed after the ESPN thing, okay? <laughs> yeah. He got over it. Yeah, Mara got over it. Odell is maturing after Mara had a little talk of him at the ESPN incident. Odell is trying every week. Trying every week. Odell's going nowhere, Jerry. Okay? Yeah,
0: and, and one of the things... They, they, the media kind of got on him about let's win H-Straight, and I thought, what else would you want from a, your yeah. one of your star players? Like, let's why not try to win H-Straight? They're mathematically alive. Who the hell cares? Go for it. Yeah. And for that, for people to jump on it, and, you know, the other guy in the morning said he's going to get a, a a tattoo of Eli on his butt or something stupid, and come on, sense. man, like, give the kid a break. Let's see what the Giants can do here. They're the hometown team. I've already said this before, man. We're the only team in, in, I think, in America where we don't have a hometown, like, radio support system supporting us, but whatever. Yeah.
1: yeah. It is what it is over there, bud.
0: Yeah, but, um, hey, man, someone else I was really happy for yesterday, you only had two catches, but one of them I thought was kind of the clincher of the day was Evan Ingram, and he's got a ton of talent. You saw the speed yesterday, and I also saw a seam pass, which I loved from Eli. Eli likes throwing the seam, threw it up the seam. It was about a 15-yard pass, hit Ingram in stride, and man, did he show that four-four speed? It was a fifty-four-yard wow. gain down to the eleven. And you think, man, if this kid can just put it together, you mm-hmm. have to think he's gaining some confidence. Had two, you know, two balls thrown to him, two catches. One yeah. where he jumped the jumped wow. uh, the defender, and he got, I think they got the field goal because of it. You know, Evan Ingram, he's got to get more involved. And I loved what I saw yesterday.
1: Yeah, I mean, you. Yesterday, you saw what an athletic freak he is, man. Yeah. I tell you, when he got an, when he got, when he caught that little seam there yesterday, and he took off, man. What? do you see the speed on him, man? And yesterday, and, and the other plays, leaping over a guy, he looked like he was doing a high jump in the Olympics, man.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Listen, he's caught the ball the last few weeks. He's come up big late in games, right? The at the end of the forty nine game and the end of this game, Evan has been a huge factor, you know. Um, he's a talented kid, Jerry. Listen, we all know that. His big problem is he has drops. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we all ball. know that. Yep. That's his issue. All right. He has drops. Yep. Hasn't had the last few weeks. He works on his game. Hopefully he overcomes that, you know. Um, because you see what a weapon he is. Great, great little uh play play action there by Eli. A little uh uh um uh play action, I think it was the Barkley, firing that bullet over the, over to the Ingram. Well executed play, man.
0: There was a small play that I don't know if people are going to remember, but I loved it because of the progression that Eli went through. And I know he's 37 years old, but he rolled out. His first option was covered. And then all of a sudden, Red Ellison runs underneath. He throws it to him and gains 12. And I thought, this is what you have to do. This is what we need to do. Now, the first read's not always going to be there, maybe the guy's covered. But that's what Red Ellison's there for. And when I saw that play, I just thought, oh, game on, man. Offense is on today. And I was so excited. And it was, again, a, a very inconspicuous play but I thought it was representative of what this offense can be mm-hmm. if the offensive line can hold up. It's all about the offensive line holding up. And it looks like, I mean, if you want to give a, a, a an offensive MVP, the obvious answer is Saquon Barkley. But I'll tell you what, if you had a hundred people, 10 of them would vote for Brown right now. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. Everybody wants him signed long-term deal oh, that's already. Oh, it's <laughs> so
0: funny. I've never seen so many GMs on Twitter sign him now. And I'm laughing because I, I agree. They're like, oh, we have to sign him long-term. I'm like, we yeah. literally saw two games, and people are like, oh, you got to open up the ball for this kid. you got, you got to sign him because that's how desperate Giant fans are for a good offensive line, so I can't blame them.
1: Yeah. Well, he's going to be in for a nice test this week when Mr. Fletcher Cox comes. We're you not going cool. to have
0: negative thoughts yet. We're going to hold Lines up,
1: up against him. But, but I tell you what, Jerry, just quickly yeah. on the offensive line, you know, looking at the film today, the tape, I tell you what Spencer Pulley Will Hernandez, is a neat were What excellent yeah. run blocking yesterday. Excellent. And
0: yeah. you've, you liked Pulley. You said he started all the games yeah. for every
1: game for the Chargers last
0: year. You've been yes, singing his did. praises since since preseason.
1: Yeah, listen, he's not a uh, you know, he's not a pro bowl center, uh, but he's a very ser- serviceable player. You know, um he played well for the Chargers last year.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and he's listen, uh, he he he's been pretty good for us, you know. Um I was watching him over and over on the running plays yesterday. and He had a couple of real nice blocks. Will Hernandez was unbelievable in run blocking yesterday, yeah. and so was Nate Solder. You know, um, so it, it's a positive sign. You know, Jerry, and he's one—he's
0: one guy. Hernandez. I never worried about him yet, man. Everybody's like, "Oh, he's mm-hmm. not as good as they thought." I'm like, "He's a rookie. Went from UTEP mm-hmm. to the NFL. Like, give me a guy, give me a break." He, was, they were zero thirteen last year for UTEP, or zero yeah. twelve, whatever they were. He's going to be fine. You got to give him time.
1: Listen, uh, Jerry. He he's getting better and better. Sherman yeah. talked about that too. You know, he's been getting better and better. He's a top fifteen ranked guard in PFF.
0: So, so the first yeah. two picks were Barkley and Hernandez. That's that's yeah. a home run and a a stand up double right now for Gettleman. So,
1: oh, no question. And his third round picks, his third round picks are like doubles too, right? Yep. Carter's and McCaw is a And that'll, a gr-
0: that'll bring us, that'll bring us to the defense. Mm-hmm. Good Lord, where do we begin with this? Defense, I guess um, mm. we'll start start at the line and make our way back. The pass mm. rush is non-existent, my friend. And I, I like B.J. Hill. I like Tomlinson. I like Wynn. I like Morrow. They're all nice players. But this is yeah. what we talk about for next year when everyone says, oh, you got to root for him to tank. Guys, we need a pass rusher almost as much as we need an heir apparent to Eli Manning.
1: Yeah, especially when Olivier has no... Does not have a good game, you know. He wasn't even on a stat sheet yesterday. He, I think he had like one pressure, and you know he's really the only pass rusher they have. Um, and he wasn't a factor yesterday. Um, yeah, listen, they need an edge guy that could get to the quarterback eight to 10, 11 times. Bad. Yeah, and,
0: and I'm not blaming B.J. Hill. He's a rookie. He's probably hit the wall mm-hmm. kind of.
1: He's out of soccer anyway. Right. You
0: know? Right. Dalvin Tomlinson. He's really filling in. He's the new snacks, basically. That's how I look at it. Josh Morrow had a decent game. Had a couple, a couple hurries for. I think he might have. He hit had his best game. Might have hit Fitzpatrick yeah. on one of those interceptions. I mean, he you.
1: got. Yeah, he got his arm up in Fitz's face, and that right. an air ball he threw that Riley picked off. Kerry Carrywin left
0: the game with a concussion, but really wasn't mm-hmm. doing that much. I mean, they have nice players on the line, but they need a they need a bona fide pass rusher.
1: Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Um, because they don't have one right now, and it's you know, it's really, it's really hurting them. What they have? 11 sacks now for the year. And it's, it's, uh, so listen, it's, uh, it's a problem. They're going to have to address that year off season. Hopefully they come up with something, Jay. Hopefully oh, Carter and Ovi next year are really good off the edges. I don't know, but right now, listen, they just don't get to the quarterback.
0: Uh, speaking of, uh, Ovi and Carter, we'll get to the linebackers. I was happy to see Ogletree make a very important play in the game. He, he, you know, he, look, he ran to the play. He made a, a very good play off of Jenkins, who who uh, deflected the ball. But, um, again, man, uh, not much going on with the linebackers, I thought. And Connor Barwin was in once or twice. I, I, at least I saw him once or twice. He may have been in more than that. But um, he didn't do anything. O.V., you know, he got the um, – and and you spoke with him, so I want you to talk about yeah. that. You know, he had the uh, the personal foul, which I thought was ticky-tack. I mean, their face masks hit. But then he had two two off sides penalties in a row. So yeah. within in uh somebody tweeted in zero seconds he gave up twenty five yards. But uh, yeah, you, it's true. You, ta- you talked it's to OV. What did he what did he say about that?
1: Yeah, he was just he, he carried over his anger from the rough in the passer call. There's no question about it. He was honest with me about it. You know, I asked him, I said, you know, is it fair to say that maybe those two offsides was a little bit of a carryover from the call? He was like, absolutely. I thought I I thought I had the snap count timed. He goes, but it's all on me because I was pissed off because I wanted to make something happen after the questionable penalty." He didn't even know why he was a penalty. The ref told me he, he hit the quarterback in the head. I thought he drove him to the ground. That was a call, but it wasn't. No, it was, the it told, was like
0: their, their face masks hit. It what are you doing, <laughs>
1: He grazed his face mask or something. It looked like their face uh, mask whatever. said He
0: didn't lead with his helmet or anything. It was stupid call. Yeah, uh,
1: listen, uh, Ov understands. That's today's NFL. You got to be very careful. I didn't think it was a penalty, but they, they, the ref told me hit him in the head. So he was pretty upset about it, and he, ca- his emotions were a little high. He carried her over to the next two snaps. Um, uh, listen, he took blame for it. He wasn't trying to make excuses, but you know, he can't have that. Cannot have that.
0: You know. Hey, uh, and, Kareem, uh, Kareem Martin got a sack, buddy.
1: Yeah, I didn't think he still played in the Giants, but uh, <laughs> he, he actually had he actually had his most active game as a Giant. He actually played a pretty good game yesterday. He made the one bonafide mistake on that run that Bob had kicked outside. Oh, he ran for like 20 God, yards. Oh, God, that
0: was terrible.
1: Martin got seen, He got sealed up on the edge. Dude,
0: that happens to I, him all the
1: time. Yeah, so, I mean, that was strictly him there. Yeah. But you know what? He had the sack, um, had a pressure, and he made a few plays around the line of scrimmage. So it was actually – I thought it was him and Josh Moore's best games as a giant. Josh Moore was actually lined, over the, lined up over the center at times.
0: Yeah, he was. Because, that's right.
1: Because Thomson was getting destroyed up front.
0: Yeah, he was.
1: He, he really was. I mean, Thomason was getting blown off the ball. We I mean, really missed Snacks as far as the run defense. Yeah. There's no question
0: about it. Missed Snacks for a lot of reasons. I thought he was such a good dude, a good, great player, and – He's one of those ones, man. It's like we traded him. I know. Why, I get why we traded him. We got a fifth right. rounder. I understand it, but man, we're three and seven, man. It's almost like, wait, can we can we, can we have him back?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My ex, Matt Patricia. You might if we get him back because we're trying to go on a run here.
0: These last six games all of a sudden seem very winnable.
1: Yeah, uh, but um,
0: in the backfield, man, I, I couldn't have been happier for a guy that you like a lot that um follow, oh. follows us on Twitter, retweets us, responds to us. Just a good overall dude that you've interviewed before, uh, Mike Thomas. Man, I mean, he had what five tackles? He had two passes defense. He had a huge interception where it wasn't mm-hmm. just a you know a Fitzpatrick prayer like Curtis Riley got. Made a good play on the ball. Uh, he
1: Excellent recovered play.
0: the onside kick. Uh, Mike Thomas, yeah, man, and
1: four and four special team tackles.
0: Yeah, totally earned his captaincy on special teams. I mean, what a yeah. what a good player yeah. he's got. And, and we've been saying like, I know you, you keep saying that he's. He's the uh, the big nickel corner, but yeah. I like him as a, a starting free safety. They're they're not going to do that, I guess. But man, uh-huh. I'm so happy for him. He's a good player, man. What a good, that's if you talk about the the free agents that have actually worked, and you tweeted it the other day. That's the one guy that Gettleman got. That it, it, what a find for for the Giants there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Gettleman hit a home run with Thomas. You know, you know, you, you could criticize Gettleman for some of his free agent signings, but you also have to praise him. You know, with, with when he comes up when he when he uh, comes up with a good one and Mike Thomas. I mean, he, you know what? I asked Sherman this at the presser yesterday too, Jerry. I said, you know, you guys brought Thomas over, basically as a special teams guy. Yeah. And Betcher put a load on him. And next thing you know, he's playing a lot, you know, 29, 30 snaps, 25, 31 snaps, whatever it might be. Um, you know, he's in this big nickel package. He'll he'll play safety sometimes. You know, Betcher moves guys around. And 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 he's been unbelievable. you know, yesterday I had an interception. I mean Fitzpatrick, he admitted it. Fitz, he he said, hey, I relied, I relied on him not turning his head there because most guys won't. Yeah. But he took the proper inside leverage coverage. Uh, uh, turned, he knew he had to turn his head, squared his shoulders around, and it had a nice play. So Thomas has been a great, great, great find, you know. Um, and he's just been, he's a locker room guy, you know. The younger players love him. Um, so he's been, he's been a big. Big plus for the Giants.
0: Jerry. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the terms of his contract, but just as Giant fans say about Brown, yeah, lock that guy up. Lock him up for four years.
1: Loves it here too, Jerry. Yeah. Loves it here. Loves the team. Loves Sharma. Loves the organization. Doesn't want to go anywhere. He's a Houston kid too, man. So he's not used to this Northeast stuff, you know. And that's one um, thing.
0: That's one thing you, you just brought it up. We've said it all year and every podcast. We said for all of his faults, the, the play calling, whatever. Man, these guys play for Shermer. They they did not. Yep. You know, they got blown away in one game this year. It was the Eagle game at home. Every other game mm. they were in, and that's why I think now that they're three and seven and Odell wants to run the table. It's almost like, yeah, you know what? They're in every game. I mean, can we really do yeah. this? But again, um, the, to your point, Thomas plays hard for Shermer. I think they all play hard for Shermer, and I think it's a testament yep. to the professionalism that Shermer brought. But as far as the corners, Janoris Jenkins, B. W. Webb, Grant Halley, uh, active games, I guess, where they played a lot of hot potato where they didn't come up with the interceptions. But Jenkins mm. getting burned at the end there. Uh, was that on him or Collins yeah. or both? Oh,
1: no. That was on Janoris, man. Oh, that was man. on Janoris. I watched the play all over. Uh, he has to stick with Evans there. And you got Landon with help over the top. But Janoris didn't kick him over to Landon. You yeah. know, Janoris was with him. He was man under with him. And and Landon was, was, uh, was supply, uh, supplying the support over top. But Janoris, if you look at it over and over, he just starts backpedaling. He gives a lazy backpedal, okay, and he did not concentrate. He gave a half, you know what, backpedal, and Evans blew by him. And then when Janoris realized, oh, you know, oh, crap, it was too late. Yeah. He was gone, you know. Um, so very lazy technique, very lazy play by Jack Rabbit. Very disappointed in Janoris on uh, that coverage. It looked like either he just lost concentration or it was one of those, oh, it's 38-28, you know, uh, whatever. We got this game. You know, I don't know, man. But it, it was not a good play by Jack Rabbit yeah,
0: 40, 41 yards later, it was uh... – That that was before we punted to, I think, to Sean Jackson. The fans started booing as soon as he lined up. I mean, we really have the smartest fans in the world, man. As soon as he lined up to get the punt, all you heard was the whole stadium cascaded boos upon him.
1: And Pat Sherma, Pat Sherma told, (laughs) he told Dixon, do not punt the ball to this guy. Do not. He goes, Sherma said, I don't care if you put it in the stands. Right. Do not Punt the ball to Deshaun Jackson. And I'll be honest, when Dixon
0: kicked it, I thought, are we going to be dumb enough to kick it to him? And he blasted yeah. it into the end zone. I was so happy. Yeah, yeah.
1: You mean, unlike a uh, oh. certain head coach years ago that didn't really emphasize that to a, a punter when Deshaun ran it back about 80 yards to beat us?
0: Well, afterwards he did. He yelled at him afterwards. and, and Oh, th- yeah. Th- yeah
1: th- he th- he th- stood th- in the middle of the field and yelled at him.
0: Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, ro- uh, oh. your, your boy, uh, Curtis Riley. Bad Angle Raleigh had an interception.
1: Well, in all fairness, Jerry, Mean, you could have had that interception.
0: <laughs> I mean, Fitzpatrick literally threw a Hail Mary. He,
1: I mean, he looked like a center fielder. Like, you know, he looked like Jackie Bradley Jr. Notice the reference? Notice the reference? I do. I do. Yeah. Uh, you know, I on a fly said, I mean, ball.
0: I, I would have said Willie Mays, but whatever. Okay, it's fine.
1: Yeah. All uh, right, whatever. Uh, you know, on a fly ball, waiting for it to come down, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so. so but, yeah, at least Wiley caught it. And he had a nice return, too, Curtis. I like, give him that. You know, I was like, stay in the end zone. Yeah, oh, and everybody was yelling.
0: Everybody was yelling at Stay in the end zone. Then he brought yeah. it out to about the 30 or 40. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. He actually had a nice return on it, too, Curtis.
0: But, uh, yeah, look, man, the, the defense is what it is, and they're going to have to get by. I'm I'm just surprised that we're not seeing more blitzing. And I only say that because I know mm-hmm. that he, he's not blitzing because of the the weaker secondary, but – to not blitz and not get a pass rush and then give the quarterback the opposing quarterback 7 seconds to throw I always yeah. think that's worse man I I would at least try some blitzes here and there I didn't notice any yesterday nothing exotic it was just very it seemed everything everything seemed, seemed very vanilla but um yeah. I, I'm not crazy about the scheme I know the talent's not there but I don't know man I was expecting more from Betcher right now
1: yeah, he basically just goes with a four-man rush, and he'll blitz a safety off a slide a few times. Yeah. Like he did it with Riley, he did it with Haley, Grant Haley yesterday. He did you know a few blitzes, but nothing really, uh, no, no really disguised blitzes, right? Uh, just I'm very surprised. You know, basically it's a four-man rush that doesn't get there. You know, Winston destroyed him. Uh, before
0: I forget, Curtis Riley, the fans are gonna get mad. Uh, what the hell? Why was he staring at the ball in the end zone? When it was fumbled? Like, just jump on it, man. What are you doing? So, for the interception and the run back, that was nice. He just watched that fumble. get.
1: I, I didn't realize. Are uh, you talking about the Winston fumble, I guess, in yeah. the end zone? Yeah. Oh, he, I, I'm sorry, Joe. I did, I did not see that. I didn't know why he was staring at it? Yeah, he just he didn't,
0: like, jump on it right away. It was almost, like, in front of him, and he just stared at it. And then, uh-huh. I don't know. what Did Evans recover? I forget who recovered it. But... uh. uh oh, Mike Evans recovered it. Yeah. Yeah, so Riley did that wrong, but... Yeah, this defense is what it is, man. They're not talented. Uh, they're, they don't have, I should say, they don't have superior talent, right? They're, there's no one that's going to come out and, and kind of mm-hmm. lead them, and all of a sudden they're going to start looking like a top 15 defense. They are yeah. what they are. Um, yeah. uh, Vernon's really the only guy that you can depend on, but he's yeah, not, having yeah. a good, uh, not having a good year. Not, and, no. so yeah. only, yeah, but- We're only going to go as far as the offense takes us now. So yeah, imagine that <laughs> I never thought I'd say that out loud, <laughs> <I know. laughs> but we're, uh, we're not going to get into the, uh, the feathered helmet uh, game yet, because we're just going to talk about happy thoughts right now with our, our first home win. We're three and seven. We are two down out of eight. We have six more to go. Uh, any final thoughts on what you saw yesterday or, or anything you wanted to bring up?
1: Ah. Uh... No, offensively, no. You know, listen, I guess we could just talk about – listen, Tampa Bay's got a good offense, but, you know, 500 yards is ridiculous. Five, 5'10". Five, 5'10", 10. Five, 10, <laughs> yeah. I was just, like, rounding it off. No, I'm
0: really <laughs> no, it's, like, it's even worse than that. I'm trying to ease
1: the pain a little bit, you know. 5'10", yards, you know, is is insane, you know. Um, and the turnovers is what won the game for them. Yeah, I mean, right. They if they don't get
0: those turnovers, we're, right. we lost that game. I mean, we had
1: the four interceptions – we should have had seven turnovers, Jerry, because there was two interceptions they should have had, right? Webb yeah, yeah. and the other one that was bouncing around, they should have had that interception. And then in a fumble by Winston, um, you know, that obviously could have went our way too. So, But the interceptions definitely won the game for us. So that's the positive. The negative is that they gave up huge chunks of yardage and the quarterback was all the time in the world total ball, you know? Yep. And O.J. Howard did some damage here in the second half. Um, you know, Evans was killing us. Cannot allow that, Jerry. Cannot allow Evans to get behind the defense, man. In that situation, that's just inexcusable, you know, inexcusable. So, and another, and we gave up another hundred-yard rusher.
0: Yeah, they, so, they gashed us. I mean, it, one thing it's clear we miss snacks. I mean, we are getting yeah. gashed in the run now. We, before we could stop the run, and they were going to pass all over us. Mm-hmm. But now we're giving up both, which is you know that's kind of a bad combination to give up both. <laughs> yeah,
1: and uh, you know Alec, Alec Ogletree is just he's just not playing the run well at all. He's not getting off blocks. He's taking wrong gap reads. Um, You know, and when he makes a – he missed two tackles yesterday uh, that enabled, you know, Barber to gain even more yardage. Um, When he's making some plays, he's getting pushed back like seven yards. Then he makes the tackle, you know. So, yeah, um, it's uh, defensively, you know – they just don't get to the quarterback, and that really hurts, Jeff. They just don't have a second there to hold up, you know, every three, four seconds. You what know?
0: you just said about Ogletree reminds me of the old coach for the Bucks, uh, John McKay, where he said, uh, "We can't stop the pass with the run; otherwise, we're in great mm. shape."
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and when you don't get to the quarterback, you're in trouble.
0: Uh, but uh, hey, man, we got to win, and uh, I say we because all fans suffer with these teams and. You know what? Those of you who met life, it was actually loud. I was, I was happy with the, with the crowd performance and mm-hmm. everything. So uh, it was a great win. Uh, well, it was a good win. It was a win, whatever. All yeah. wins are great. But yeah. um, like a lot of flaws to it, but we'll take it. Three and seven. Now the season all of a sudden's meaningful with Washington losing uh, Alex Smith for the year. That was a terrible injury. 33 yeah. years to the day with the same score that uh, Lawrence Taylor broke Joe mm-hmm. Theismann's leg. Now the Giants did lose that game. But 33 uh, 30 yep. years a day. That's creepy, man. That's crazy. And how about, that. how about
1: how about and it was on a forty yard line. Yeah, that's and nuts. Cr- unbelievable. That uh, crazy, crazy, very, very, very spooky, right? And, and then yeah, spooky. <laughs> Everybody loved that on Twitter. And then
0: and then uh, you know the the feathered helmet unit. They looked awful. Now again, we'll get into this. We'll get into it Thursday. Maybe we'll, we'll do one. Uh, we'll still do a, a podcast hopefully on Thanksgiving. If we change it, we'll let you guys know. But um they they look pedestrian. The, the only hope you have is that they don't get mad and take it out on the Giants, but right now they don't look like a Super Bowl team, they don't look like a playoff team. Dallas is the only team that looks hot right now, but can you mm. trust Jason Garrett and Dak Prescott? I don't know, man. I the offensive line looks good and and Zeke Elliott's running well, but nobody scares me in this division now. They, they, we can do this. And uh, you know, we'll see what happens, man. We'll, we'll see where this goes, but Anyway, guys, uh, thanks for listening. Be sure to- Hold on, your... on, hold on, hold, oh, yeah. hold on. Oh, hold what's on. up, buddy? What's up?
1: For everybody listening out there, um, just to show you the dedication of Jerry Foley, today is his birthday.
0: Happy birthday, pal. Thank you. When, when, once you're not 21, it's not that big of a deal anymore. However, thank you. And I well, just, I scarfed down my wife's chicken cacciatore and, uh, and a homemade cake, so just to get to this well, podcast, so.
1: I want to wish you a happy birthday and and, uh, you showed your dedication once again to Big Blue coming on the podcast on your birthday night and uh happy birthday i hope you had a good day and um i hope you ate well it sounds like you ate well ate your wife, well went, wife you know, went all out yeah,
0: yeah look, it's birthday so i ate well. hopefully get lucky tonight so anyway guys uh thank you oh. be sure to order your copy of the giant insider news it's <laughs> not luck i just show up and it happens anyway be sure to order your copy of the giant insider <laughs> newspaper go to www.giantinsider.com or visit magster.com for a digital subscription that's magzter.com. com. yearly subscriptions are 39.95 for paper copies and the digital version is only 17 dollars so We've actually had more people subscribing lately, so thank you very much. I think the podcast is helping. Uh, it's 14 issues a year. So we're bi-weekly during the season, a month in the offseason. The next podcast, I think we'll do Thanksgiving night, unless Chris and I eat too much turkey and drink too much wine, which is November 22nd, uh, Thursday at 8 p.m., where we will preview, and hopefully we don't throw up, we'll preview the Feathered Helmet game coming this Sunday. Um, I will up my blood pressure medication and cholesterol so that we can get through this because I, you know, this next week is going to be horrible. Oh, just the gosh. anticipation of losing to those scumbags. <laughs> <Whoa>! <laughs> so,
1: anyway, um, yeah, it, it makes me sick to even have to go down to that stadium and, and sit yeah, in
0: I can't believe you're, I can't believe you asked for the press pass. I, I just shocking. And Pat, I mean, I'm sure Pat Hanlon was like, uh, you want to go? Sure, take it. I mean, he, you know. Well, just, you know I want to I want
1: to see the look on the, on the fa- Eagle fans' faces when uh, the Giants drive the final nail in the coffin for their season.
0: Oh, you're the man, buddy. But uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to the Giant Insider Podcast. I'm Jerry Foley. He's Chris Busignano. And remember, guys, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everyone.
1: Take care, everybody.